Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we are talking with Mr. Anthony Housie, who is in the public affairs at Camp Ripley. And Tony, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you. A uh, busy, busy time in the summer yep. at Camp Ripley, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, once uh, once the snow goes away, we get going. That's part of the adventure. And yeah, it's cool to see. There's lots of stuff happening, lots of people coming in and out of camp, and uh, you can probably hear it as it, as it goes by. It's a birthday today, too, isn't it, for the Army? It is. The Army's birthday. Uh, this is the date that Congress mustered together five companies of infantry, a battery of artillery, and a squadron of cavalry. And uh, at that time, that was made up of probably like maybe 30 people. Jeez. You know, and, yeah. uh, and tried to put an army together. As we mm-hmm. as we began to grow as a country, long history, but something the uh, founding fathers knew we needed right away, right. basically. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, they are staying busy at Camp Ripley, and I know uh, anyone who's uh, uh, been conscious in the last uh, couple of weeks <laughs> ha- have heard the rumbling. So, what's making all the noise? Well, we've had a lot of artillery units come through, uh, a couple from out of state, and then uh, our own folks here in Minnesota, the 151st field artillery, and then we'll be here in the 125th field artillery, the mechanized unit. Uh, they'll be doing qualifications as well, um, day and night. So mm. um, you'll hear some rumblings again. And then, of course, uh, our tank units are doing gunnery as well and trying to qualify their crews. They had a huge turnover uh, of personnel, so a lot of young folks coming in, and mm. uh, we got to get them trained up and qualified. Yeah, so explain that a little bit more when we talk about qualifications for Mm -hmm. artillery and tanks. I mean, uh, uh, we may train on this in the classroom, and then they have to go out to the range and actually uh, (laughs) fire some rounds and and make sure they fully know how to do it. And is there some proficiency standards that take place as well? There is, and they're pretty tough, uh, you know, for all qualifications. And even even the infantry, which you think, well, gosh, anybody can be in the infantry, right? You just got to know which way to point your weapon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure there's an infantryman somewhere going, I'm <laughs> complaining about that. But, yeah, the so it does start in the classroom, and it starts with typically – uh, proficiency skills test, uh, so vehicle identification, being able to identify the different types of vehicles, friendly, enemy, what type, and, you know, things nowadays um, is that our friends, uh, allies, and enemies all have kind of the same type of equipment. So mm-hmm. it's important to be able to uh, distinguish the differences and then uh, act appropriately. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's weapons, uh, being able to clear, disassemble, uh, perform functions checks, all that type of stuff on weapons, uh, you know, clearing weapons properly. Um, a number of different things for the different types of vehicles, if, if specific. And then they go through um, drills in the simulator. A lot still being done in the simulators. Ah. Uh, and that gets everybody aware of switchology and the different types of things for moving back and forth um, of magnification and different types of weapon systems and different types of ammunition, uh, kind of figuring where everything is. And then, yeah, then it's hands-on with the real stuff. And to be able to go from electronics to hydraulics yeah. is incredible. Wow. Right? It's, a, it's a night and day type of a feel. Yeah, sure. And for somebody yeah. in, in like my, my generation, I was really approved of it. I, I liked actual hydraulics as mm-hmm. opposed to 
video games. Yeah. Uh, with the younger generation, it's a little bit different. So mm-hmm, I yeah. bet. Uh, and do you have those uh, simulators for the equipment right there at Camp Ripley as yep, well? Yep, right yeah. at Camp Ripley. We have large trailers uh, that come up from down south, and they, you know, they're equipped for the tanks, the Bradleys, the Humvees. Uh, artillery has their own type of simulator. Uh, a lot of different stuff. Yeah. You know, most of us have probably seen uh, movies from World War II or something. The, the artillery has changed a lot since then because <laughs> most of them have, uh, isn't it, computerized, Computer. uh, uh, if you will, uh, aiming and, uh, and other systems, functions? Yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. It's not so much the, uh, the old analog dials and things like that. Yeah. Uh, those things are still there if, if there is a malfunction, but... Um, you know, for the sake of time, for the sake of safety, for the sake of, of, you know, continuous operations and things like that, there are a lot of electronic things now. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So if I was trying to hit a specific target, I can uh, punch in GPS coordinates and so on. I mean, mm-hmm. is it that sophisticated? It is. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it comes through multiple layers to eliminate the, the error factor. Yeah. So it does come down from a fire direction center, then to the guns, and then there is a verification process in there. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, they can absolutely put steel on targets in a very small uh, space. That's pretty cool. Jeez. Um, I have to ask, too, I mean, we hear the rumbling here in Brainerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's more than rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it in Breezy, man. Yeah. But my question is, so what's it like at camp yeah. when this is happening? It's intense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As, you know, <laughs> as the official photographer on the ground, um, you know, my even tanker deafness from my career, right, mm-hmm. um, still doesn't eliminate the, the rumblings in my own head. So, yeah. you know, we wear ear protection uh, and, and different types of, uh, you know, protective equipment and whatnot to keep us safe. and. Uh, from the firing point, it's pretty loud. But then when we go to the observation point on top of one of our hills and whatnot Jeez. and watch these things happen, and these are training rounds. These aren't mm-hmm. even service Yeah, they're not rounds. the real deals. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's quite, a, quite a deal. You know, uh, we've experienced this like at BIR during the Nationals. Mm-hmm. There is a concussion you can feel, feel in the air. Right. Yeah. That must be the same there, too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's Oof. we have two major impact areas on Camp Ripley, and they they take up quite a bit of space, right? <laughs> and it's for this purpose. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, part of their qualification, of course, is to be in l- different locations around Camp Ripley and put these rounds in specific places on th- the impact area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's you know, terrain wise, is supposed to try to eliminate some of the concussion and bang as well it's yeah. not working <laughs> <laughs> i know you got you know someone you could tell right <laughs> tell us some more about the tanks because sure. those yeah. were you a tank uh, I, I was a tanker yeah, yeah for 16 years um and then switched over to public affairs and uh they needed somebody to take less photos so <laughs> <laughs> they called you in huh? yeah sharper a sharper aim so <laughs> Um, yeah, the t- you know the tanks are the same way. Um, they they go through a a uh, six or ten table um, qualification. So you, you start off with doing dry fire with weapon systems, and then they'll throw in a couple of malfunctions in there just to mm-hmm. you know as part of the scenarios. So you can right. think on your feet. Yep. yep. And then they they go through this, and it's meant to test the different systems in the tank and how you operate those systems. So sometimes it'll be. 
a uh, an electrical or a hydraulic malfunction and you have to use manual controls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and things like that so uh you know the artillery is the same way they do one or f- or two or four guns firing um, based on these different scenarios and things so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, by the end of it all, everybody wants the whole battalion to fire mm. together, which is, you know, where the biggest booms come from, of course. And um, that's pretty rare that that happens. <laughs> okay. Wow. You know, get a phone call from Tess. Next yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. From Mexico. What yeah. are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, in addition, uh, wasn't there something recently that your engineers uh, took a swing at involving a bridge, and it was a successful operation? A very successful operation, and this was one of the things that we highlighted as a massive partnership. So a reserve engineer unit out of Wisconsin uh, came on to Ripley, and we get engineer bridging en- engineer units from all over the Midwest which you think there's rivers all over the Midwest, why do we need to have folks come to Camp Ripley, right? But the span of our area along the Mississippi and then the flow and the speed of our water um, meet the exact qualifications for the Army's uh, testing of bridges and whatnot. And the people love it. They love the fact that they can put a bridge across fast water Mm -hmm. uh, and and work uh, on the Mississippi. So the bridging unit came and they they put a bridge together, which uh, was a huge success for them. Got it done in less than an hour. Wow! Um, wow. Which was a massive Mama. undertaking. It was like fifty three minutes and seven seconds. The, wow. the foreman said. So uh, she was really proud of that. Uh, and then once they got the bridge together, they ran vehicles across it from the Iowa National Guard, hmm. uh, which was a cool thing for them to be able to do that. And then uh, we ran our tanks across it from the Minnesota National Guard, and that was a a big undertaking. Uh, having 70 tons go across it, not just 70 tons Jeez. once, but 70 tons multiple times. Man. Wow. So it was a cool thing to see. A mm-hmm. lot of uh, folks came to watch that from uh, a lot of Army commands uh, just because it was a newer type of bridge. And, uh, it, it, wow, I was impressed. Yeah. That gives you the chills just kind of thinking about it. It, yeah. it, it does. Like yeah. I, I kept thinking about when I was uh, a brand-new tanker in '98. We went up to Croatia and got our tanks and rolled them into Bosnia mm-hmm. across the Sava River. And at that time, the bridges were just pontoon bridges <sighs> that were kind of strung together. So every time we came up on a pontoon section, it was kind of dipped down into the water. Oh. And uh, like I was questioning my career choice at that <laughs> point. <right? laughs> and, and saying this, a little prayer. Yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. And this bridge, this bridge as the tanks went across, it would dip a little bit, but not as bad. It was really just an impressive thing to watch all that roll mm-hmm. across. Yeah. I mean, that really – makes or breaks an army's movement yeah. yeah what type of obstacles they have to cross so again the That's technology huge. has come pretty far even on the bridge building Absolutely. if you will and the engineering yeah. involved yeah yeah mm. very fun so you're talking already you've talked about the wisconsin bridge builders the <laughs> iowa tanks the minnesota it, it's quite a coalition of units as you said from all over isn't it right absolutely it is mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that is so cool. All right, uh, we didn't ask, uh, how about air? Uh, are you doing, uh, do we have, uh, if you will, planes and helicopters in the air as well? Uh, for right now, we don't. They're all in um, Louisiana and California going through the big tests right now. So uh, they just wrapped up an exercise at Fort Polk, which is now named Fort Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, they're going through an exercise down there. So. 
And will they be coming here? The, we will see more air units next month, and then the helicopters, I believe, not until August. Okay. And I do have a question because you did mention you are training with artillery at night. Mm -hmm. And do you send out messages to people to let them know? Or is there uh, information right on your website so people can see a schedule of when night training takes place? We do. We send out uh, you know PSAs via social media and things as best we can. Uh, we also uh, sent a plug to the Brainerd Dispatch to give them, uh, along with a write-up, to give them kind of an awareness of how mm -hmm. and when. So. Okay. And Tornado, at the beginning, we were talking about the Army's birthday and backing up a little bit. And of course, today is mm -hmm. Flag Day. Did you say that camp itself is celebrating a birthday? Yeah, our, oh. our birthday mirrors with uh, the Army's birthday. So we opened oh. our gates for training uh, June 14th, uh, 1931. Wow, wow. that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, a lot has changed there as well. It has. Mm -hmm. It has. And, uh, you know, for folks that are listening, if anybody has any uh, interesting stories about Camp Ripley over 93 years, you know, please send it our way. Oh, neat. Uh, we'd be happy to hear and and uh, and post that information. Share it up. All right. Very, Very good. good. Yeah. Well, Tony, always a pleasure to have you here to talk about what's going on at Camp Ripley, and we'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Tony Housie in Public Affairs at Camp Ripley. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available anytime on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.